0: All right, so we are in Acts chapter four. <coughs> we're gonna uh, today. We're gonna take this huge chunk of um, of this book of, of this chapter, and we're not gonna be able to talk about all of it. There's just no way. It's too big, and I have you here forever. You don't want you don't want to be here forever, do you? I mean, you like me, right? But you don't want to be here forever. At some point, we're well, we're gonna want to go eat. Um, Acts chapter four. So let me just try to. Um, So it makes sense to us today because we're going to spend our time in one verse for the most part. But let me just try to bring us up to date, like kind of where we are in the book. If you remember a couple weeks back, excuse me, we talked about Acts chapter 3. And that was where Peter and John said, you know, silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have I give you. And that's the story that blows my mind. Because basically, like if Michael's the cripple, he just grabbed his hand and just jerked him up even when he was crippled. And just somehow trusted that But between the time that he grabbed him up and let go of his hand, God was going to heal the man. He wasn't going to fall just in a big heap on the floor. Blew my mind. I love that. And then after Peter did that, of course, that gathered a crowd, right? Because we all like to rubberneck, don't we? You do, don't you? Like if you're going down the road, like if I'm driving somewhere and there's a big, like, Train wreck, I'm looking at the train wreck. If there's an accident, I'm going slow just to check it all out. If I see smoke off in the distance, I'm the guy who will go out of my way to find where the fire is. I, I just, I don't know what it is. It's a sick thing about me. I just love to see what's going on. Um, and so if something like that happened, like if today somebody was healed instantly, and they'd never walked and all of a sudden they're walking around jumping, you know a crowd would gather, right? And so Peter, being so good at learning, what you do with crowds started doing this preaching right he's got this huge crowd there and so he starts preaching and talking about what just took place explaining hey what you just saw was and he starts talking about Jesus and that's where we are in the in the middle of that sermon is where Acts chapter 4 starts okay so here we are Acts chapter 4 they walk in the religious leaders they hear Peter and John speaking to the people They're greatly disturbed in verse 2, and they arrest them, walk right into the meeting, take the mic out of my hand. They take me down, and they put me in prison. They keep me overnight because it was already after the time when all the people that could decide cases had gone home, so I get to go spend the night, just because I'm preaching, I get to spend the night in jail waiting for the people to come back the next day. That's where we are in Acts chapter 4, but look what happened Verse 3, they seized Peter and John. Because it was evening, they put him in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed, and the number of men grew to about 5,000. Now, y'all know um, something is happening this week, right, in our country? On Tuesday. It's called First Tuesday. It's the day that we fast and pray. There's also an election that day. What a great day to fast and pray on the day that we have an election. That's awesome. So, we're going to study a chapter about what Peter and John did in one of the most hostile cultures to what the faith that we have. They were hostile to Jesus. They were hostile to the church. They were hostile to the message that Peter and John were delivering. Now, whether we like it or not, because I know that we, this is America, a Christian country, we're, it, we're living in an increasingly hostile culture, Right to what we believe as Christians so we can relate to this so what I want us to see today is on on every level as we look at a culture that was hostile to the church what was their response well how did they respond to a culture that was against them well I'll just go ahead and tell you what they didn't do in case you haven't read the whole chapter of Acts of Acts 4 they didn't pray them out of office that's what we do well let's pray the bad guys out of office and get the good guys in office they didn't do that they didn't pray them out they didn't organize movements that would track the morality or the lack of morality of the leaders they they tackled the issue by doing something that would last much longer than that and here's what they did something more influential than politics it's going to sound simple they resolved to do one thing simply look like jesus That was their plan. Now, that sounds like a horrible plan today, right? Because today we have um, what? We have real clear politics. We have polls. We have Christian organizations who track the way the people that we've elected vote, and they tell us if we should or should not vote them back in. We have all kinds of ways to track whether the non Christian elected officials are voting as Christians should vote. It's kind of crazy if you think about it, but what we don't have is, I don't think, a Christian base that's committed to doing the one thing that these guys did, and that was just look like Jesus. So their response to a hostile culture was to look more like the person that the culture was hostile towards. Everybody go, what? That's what, thank you, that's what they did. Our response is to try to look a little bit less like Jesus and a little bit more like the culture that's hostile to Jesus so that they won't be hostile towards us so that we can somehow share the message of Jesus. It's crazy. Theirs was exactly the opposite. We're going to look as much like Jesus as we possibly can. And ultimately what you'll see in Acts chapter four is it got them in trouble. So, um, here's what I want to do. I want to give you The big idea—it's at the top of your page. Um, We're going to talk about lookalikes this morning. I want to give this to you, and it's going to sound a little weird. But then, as we—we're going to look at three levels of lookalikes, and I hope at the end of the the day it'll make more sense. But here we go. Here's the big idea: If you're faking, you won't be mistaken. If you're not, it can happen a lot. Let's just say that again, because that was a really cheesy poem, wasn't it? You're going to love it. Someone's going to—you're going to auto-tune that, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to be millionaires um if you're faking and if you if you're writing this down you want to put a little apostrophe after the end if you go faking it just doesn't work okay you got to go faking everybody say faking it rhymes with bacon and that makes me hungry but let's just keep going right if you're faking you won't be mistaken if you're not it can happen a lot you're supposed to be lost right now okay so feel like you're okay because how many people are going I have no clue where this is headed it's going to make sense in a minute here we go three levels of lookalikes and these levels will help that silly silly little rhyme make a little bit more sense the first level is number one sometimes it's coincidental Sometimes we look like something, and it's purely coincidental. Now, I'm just going to do the Christian disclaimer. We don't believe in coincidence. Everything's ordered by God. But you know what I mean by coincidental. You just happen to look like something, okay? Um, Have you ever been told that you look like a celebrity? So I figured this would be a good time to do some crowd participation, okay? So here's what we're going to do, because you need to wake up a little bit probably. Even though you got that extra hour of sleep, we still need to kind of get you involved a little bit. So get in, I want you to get in groups of four or five. Just take a few minutes, and in your group of four or five, I want you to see, one, has anybody in your group ever been told they look like somebody famous? And in two, let's just say all five of you have, I want you to pick out of your group who's the, who's the most likely. Like, you know, you could say that you look like somebody famous, but you really don't. But who's, who do you want to kind of represent your group? I want to hear some really good celebrity look-alike stories, okay? So here we go. Um, you got, you're going to get in groups of four or five um, and, then, and then talk about it. Let me just give you a couple, um, couple ideas. I'll go ahead and tell you some of the people that I've been mistaken for in the past. In my life on earth, I have, and I'm, I'm not making this up, I have been asked if I was Jim Carrey, Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Ingvall, and lately, because my hair's getting grayer, Mark Harmon. Okay? Um, Now, once, I have to be honest, once I I was told that I looked like Bradley Cooper, but that person was blind. So... (laughs) just move on from there so I want you to get in groups of four or five okay Four. some of you are like who's Bradley Cooper <laughs> but the girls know <laughs> okay so getting wow that was awkward that I even said that wasn't it and get in groups of four or five um and I just want you to take a few minutes and I want you to talk in your groups have any of you in your group of four or five been told you look like a celebrity go ahead and take a couple minutes and go ahead and discuss Okay, so um, this could be a little, um, if you speak up, I need you to speak loudly so we can hear you, okay? Don't be ashamed. Be proud of your celebrity look-alike status. Um, Do we have um, some groups that would be willing to tell us? Oh, this is a very eager group here. You're not going to say Lassie, are you? Okay. Okay, the, the, the duck for Affleck. Is that what you said? No, you said Ben Affleck. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Oh, Frazier, yes, I can see that. Okay. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> I, it's oh, Parent Trap. I love how my sister went, yes, you do, Parent Trap. And I still have no, button. over here. Yes, okay. Tom Selleck, okay. <laughs> what I love about famous people names is like half the crowd goes, What? <laughs> doesn't matter just doesn't matter yeah yes um, Parker, looks like Paul Parker looks like Paul Jenkins I have to say that's absolutely true yes that's absolutely true <laughs> probably not quite a celebrity sighting but close um what are the groups do we have anybody else that would be willing to share step out there take a risk yes Ryan Gosling, right here did you also save somebody in New York from being, getting hit? He just saved some woman from getting hit by a car, and now she's famous. What do you love to have that job? This is totally off the outline, but would you love to be like so famous that you save somebody from getting hit by a car and that person becomes famous? That's nuts. Like forever you're known as the person that Ryan saved from the car. Anyway, I'm ignoring somebody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the same? Was that the same woman that told me I look like Bradley Cooper? <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of blind people in the city talking to us lately. Nice. Um, what was that, Mac? No, he doesn't believe me. I think that Jay looks like. Um. Oca- occasionally, he looks like the lead singer from Third Day, Mac Powell. See, see, we had a yes. She was like, I knew he looked like somebody. I always thought it was Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's a great movie, by the way. This is totally has nothing to do with the sermon, but I'm just going to go ahead and give you some movie recommendations for when it snows. Mrs. Doubtfire, great movie. What About Bob? Great movie who's never heard of what about bob netflix it whatever you gotta do Redbox, whatever just get it just just to hear him go i'm sailing it's just perfect anyway back to the what we're talking about um any other lookalikes any other before yes she looks like pepsi girl oh we got we got a over here confirmation she's like yes she does awesome she's like I don't know what you talking about Willis yes Carol (laughs) yes Carol looks like Cameron Diaz now, I'm going to go way out on a limb, and, some, and she may hate me for this, but I've always thought that Allison looks a little bit like the girl on Clifford the Big Red Dog. In the face. Just saying. Of course, this does not help anybody if you don't watch cartoons, and I'm sorry that now you think I have a pastor that watches Clifford the Big Red Dog. Great. Yes? Michelle looks like Dorothy on Wizard of Oz, especially when she does this. Uh, anybody else? This is fun. No, we're good? Okay, so, oh, sorry. Of Randy from Alabama. You mean the band, right? Not just a, some random guy named Randy from Alabama. <laughs> you know, I met a guy named Randy in Alabama once, and you look a lot like him because you're both men. Um, okay, Randy from Alabama. You, like, Jay, do you sing? Well do you sing well okay he does sing yeah he sings solo yeah solo you can't hear him <laughs> um, okay so here's the deal. did I miss anybody I don't want to take anybody's like 15 seconds of fame here so here's the deal about all these lookalikes celebrity lookalikes they're 100% coincidental okay 100%. You don't have to try to look like those people. There's no effort to look like those people. You're, you're simply, you don't have to have a relationship. It's totally unintentional. Um, it, as a matter of fact, sometimes you don't even, it's not even a person look like a person. I brought a couple examples because I got to have pictures. I love lookalike pictures. Here's a couple of examples of just some coincidental lookalikes. Okay, just some, Richard, there you are. Yeah, uh, just a couple more. Yeah, that's right. This is good for election time, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not making a statement about his character. I'm just saying. He looks, keep going. Now, see, that's a faucet and a unicorn. Just totally coincidental. Like people that like pour cereal and see the Mother Mary. I think we have a few more. It's good, isn't it? Good, Pearl Jam and the Lion. Um, totally, 100% coincidental. Now, let me do this. I, I want you to think about this from a spiritual perspective. So, let me read you the verse. It's kind of, this is a springboard for everything that we're talking about. Peter's preaching this message, and he gets called in to give an account for you know, why are you talking about this? Who are you? how did you get this guy healed? By whose power and whose name did you do this? And we've already talked about the name of Jesus and the power that's in the name of Jesus. And so Peter starts to kind of give this defense in verse 8. He's filled with the Holy Spirit and he says, rulers and elders of the people, if we're being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked how he was healed, then know this. You and all the people of Israel, it's by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. He is the stone the builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being wimpy, wussy man, and 10 being really bold, courageous man, where's Peter? He's a 10. I mean, he's not only saying that he follows Jesus. He's going even further. He's saying, look, you know what? I'll tell you who did it. Remember the guy you killed? Yeah, that man. That you killed. God raised him from the dead, and it's by that name that what just happened, happened so put that in your pipe and smoke it he's full of confidence and so verse 13 is their response when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and here's the part I want you to get today and they took note that these men had been with Jesus From a spiritual perspective, sometimes people look like Jesus, but it is at this lowest level. It's purely coincidental. They're not trying to be like Jesus. If you ask them if they love Jesus, they'd probably say, not really. It's purely coincidental. They might do Christ-like things, but they're most definitely not following Christ. And so when the Bible challenges us to be like Christ, and that word Christian literally means little Christ. It doesn't intend for it to happen. Like, like you know, have you ever heard the phrase, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? I mean, you can be, and if that's not a phrase, I just made it one. And it was awesome, wasn't it? Um, if a clock's broken, twice a day it's going to be right. But is it still broken? Yes. So the fact that somebody could coincidentally look like Jesus, maybe actually do something for somebody that would remind somebody of Jesus, does that make them a Christian? no and some of us if we're honest that's, that's as far as we look like Jesus just, it just happens every now and then we, we're like the blind squirrel that finds the nut right just happen to find an action that looks like Jesus and people go wow you really look like Jesus thanks well, I didn't mean, mean to but thanks purely coincidental This celebrity look-alike, this type of look-alike, it's the lowest form of being identified with Jesus and it will not make a lasting impact on the lost people around us. Level two, level two. So instead of just being coincidental, I love this one, sometimes look-alikes are intentional. You have seen this happen and I bet you you have mocked it when it did, okay? You have seen, uh, usually it's like, um, when moms they dress their children alike um, our couples they're state just they're dating and they dress alike or entire families dress alike um, I, I've brought a couple couple examples of intentional look-alikes you've already seen one today didn't our worship leaders look cute both wearing the same shirt and jeans here's some intentional like here's a, a dating couple that decided like we'll just be superheroes together now let me just ask you this question if you're married and you decide to dress similarly with those shirts wouldn't you also black out your faces yeah I I thought so I don't know if you can read this in the back it says us till infinity oh I just threw up in my mouth this is beautiful. This is absolutely an intentional look alike, right? They've all got the same shirts and everything. Um, that's a boy band. <laughs> Shiver. Oh, that's sweet. A little Disney Disney couple. Mr. and Mrs. Oh. Have to get matching shirts for the lawyer if they get divorced. Um, this says soulmate. Love, so you could, have to wear these so you have to be together to, to do this. This is an, an intentional lookalike. Is this do we have any more? Okay, I think we have one. Do we have some twins Yeah. Here's just an example of um, like when moms dress their kids up when they're small and they're all cute. See, it's cute when you're two, isn't it? Or, or a little younger. But it's not really when you're 20. Look at this one. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, can you imagine that? Ugh. We got one more. Oh, that's sickening. Usually... Usually, this level of looking alike, it happens in a relationship, okay? I mean, that just makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, you're not walking up to a stranger with matching shirts going, hey, let's wear these together, because they're going, uh, you're crazy. But here's how it usually works. Boy meets girl. Girl dresses boy in a matching outfit because she thinks it will deepen the bond between them boy goes along with it thinking he might get kissed right that's how it works mom dresses twins the same because it's cute but it's only cute when they're small not cute when they're bigger and in a spiritual sense these are the people who believe that if they simply do what jesus did that will be enough at this level looking like jesus is the same as doing like Jesus the resemblance to Jesus is often a lot more external than internal I'm going to carry a bible I'm going to pray out loud in public but maybe not at home I don't know if I've told you this story or not, but one of the hardest days in ministry for me was when I was at my first church. I'm the youth pastor. I mean, I am on fire for Jesus. And, and I was, my role in the um, service was to kind of close the offer, take the offering and pray and, you know, then turn it over to the pastor. And I remember one day I'm praying. I mean, I'm all into the prayer. And that, when church was over, we're walking out. And Wendy, my wife, says this to me. I hate it when you pray at church. And that'll really make you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside, won't it? <laughs> like, wait, honey, I'm a pastor. I don't know if that's a good thing. You hate it when I pray, and she. I said, "Why do you hate it when I pray at church?" She said, "Cause I never hear you pray at home." See, that's an intentional look-alike to Jesus. If I just act, if I just wear, if I just look like Him, that's enough. It's not enough. It doesn't mean, and I want you to understand this, it doesn't mean that there's not a relationship with Jesus. Sometimes it can just mean that the relationship is starting to grow. There are some sometimes, and maybe you can remember when you first gave your heart to Jesus and you were just super pumped about it. You were you were in love with Jesus and you just could not be like him enough. I mean, if you could have gotten like a robe and a fake beard, you would have put it on and you would have gotten like the, a, a halo to glow around your head. You'd have done it. And you would walked up and down the streets of Albemarle and People would have said, man, you look like Jesus. And you'd have been like, I know. I know. And it's awesome. And, but you would have meant good. Your heart would have been in the right place. But what I'm saying to you is sometimes that's the mark of a very early relationship. I mean, boys and girls do that when they first meet because they don't quite know that they don't have to look the same outwardly. They can still be together and not wear the same matching clothes. And if they don't learn that, then you just feed the addiction, right? You give them those T-shirts that say, I'm with stupid and I'm stupid. That way they have matching shirts and they're both pointing at each other. At some point, we grow up, don't we? We start to realize that we don't have to look the same to be the same. There's another level beyond it just being coincidental, beyond it just being intentional. The third level is this. In the best of times, lookalikes are natural. You've all heard people make comments about natural lookalikes, okay? Okay. You've heard this, well, there's no denying he's your son. Maybe you said that to somebody. Maybe you've heard, well, she's the spitting image of her mother. What a really weird phrase, spitting image. I think you're the spitting image. Let me see you spit first, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, that's a spitting image right there. (laughs) Weird. At this level, though, here's the deal. The resemblance is much harder to quantify. 'Cause sometimes it's not about how you look, it's not even about maybe what you're wearing. It's kinda more I hate to even use a word like this, but it's more like just the essence of you. It's kind of being around you. People are like, you know, you're I can tell you're his kid. Many times this type of look like is the result of time around one another as much as being biologically related i'm going to show you a couple pictures um you've seen these before but i love them they're fun um you've ever heard the phrase like you know sometimes pets start to resemble their owners have you heard that so i got a couple pictures just to show you um just how that can happen Oh, oh, oh that's so sweet love that Mm. the point kind of being that you know when you're around somebody when you're around somebody over time you kind of start to take on their characteristics you start to kind of seem like them that's what's happening in the 13th verse of this chapter when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled ordinary men they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with jesus it it wasn't that peter and john were wearing the same clothes that jesus wore It, it wasn't that um they thought that they physically looked like jesus there was something else going on right there was there was an an external action driven by an internal passion that reminded them of someone else let me say that again at this level There was an external action driven by an internal passion that reminded them of someone else. Verse 13 says that what they noticed about Peter and John, what really got their attention was what? Their courage. Not their dress, not the scroll that they were carrying, not the way they walked, but their courage. It was something on the inside and that was the internal passion that drove the external action. I went, man, there's something about these guys. They remind me of somebody. And you can just kind of keep your finger in verse 13, flip back to Matthew 7:29. Or I'll read I'll read it to you. You don't have to turn there. Matthew 7:29. And here's what I think. This is the flashback that these guys had when they heard Peter talking. They went, "Wait a second. I feel like I've seen this before." Matthew 7:29. Jesus is finishing up the Sermon on the Mount. Verse 28 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. Verse 29, because he taught as one who had authority, and not as the teachers of the law. And see, what happened was Peter stands up and goes, Hey, guess what? Let me tell you what's going on here. This dude that I just picked up, and in his feet were instantly healed, and now you see you know it's the guy because you've seen him over here crippled, but now he's running around. (laughs) There he goes, he's jumping up and down. (laughs) He looks so silly. Yeah, that's the same guy that was over here. And it happened because you killed a man named Jesus. You were so threatened by him. You killed the man named Jesus. And God raised him from the dead. And we just spoke in the name of Jesus and the power that he had, we now have. And that's why that guy's over there. <laughs> Look, he's still jumping up and down. He's so strange. And they went, wait a second. That courage. That power, that boldness, that authority on the inside of Peter and John, we've seen that somewhere before. That looks like something that we've seen before. Oh, Matthew 7, 29. Don't you guys remember at the end of that big sermon, everybody's sitting on the hill, and they're all clapping, going crazy. They're they're speechless. They're like, we've never, ever in all of our years heard anybody teach like this man, Jesus. And Peter and John looked like Jesus. But it wasn't coincidental It wasn't intentional. It was natural. And why did they look like Jesus? What did the men say in Acts? Why did they look like Jesus? We know that it was not because of what they knew. Because it says that they were unschooled men. That alone gives me hope. How about you? I feel like an unschooled man sometimes. It wasn't even because of what they did because they were ordinary men i mean it's one thing if you like heal somebody and they're like how'd you do that and you'd like rip off your shirt and you've got on a superhero outfit and they go oh because you're a superhero they just did something amazing and they said but wait a second how'd you pull that off because like one you're unschooled so you don't know much and two you're ordinary so you can't do much so what was it it was who they'd been with. These men took note that Peter and John had been with Jesus. They took note who they'd been with, and they took note of who was in them. Verse 8, who was in Peter when he started talking to him? Holy Spirit. Peter filled with the Holy Spirit, laid out the truth, ticked them off. And they went away and miss this just like Jesus. We killed Jesus. We tried to get rid of Jesus. And now not only is Jesus risen from the dead, but this guy looks like him. At this level, looking like Jesus is the same as being like Jesus. I don't know if this is going to make sense to you. I want it to. I mean, I, I want to just open my brain and pour this into your brain. Because I don't want people to say I look like Jesus because I did something like Jesus. I want them to say I look like Jesus because just something about me that's like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I don't want to do like Jesus. Do you? If we're honest, this level can be a struggle. Because sometimes there's things about the people that we naturally start to look like that we don't like. I, I know I've told the story a number of times when I was on the road. Let me just share it with you real quick. When I was at a men's group meeting at First Assembly, I'm sitting in this circle, you know, and um, sitting next to my dad. And my dad's sitting there like this. He's, he's got his elbows like this. Dad would always put his finger right here, like he's got this little thing. He says, I don't know, got that thing. And he puts it right there. I guess it holds his nose up. I don't know. And he's just like, he's got his leg crossed like this. And I'm looking at my dad thinking, Dad, what's up with that? You know. And then without even realizing it, I looked at myself and realized I was sitting the exact same way. I mean, I'm right next to him. He's right there, and I'm right here, and I'm kind of like, it's like, hello pot, I'm the kettle, right? I'm going, and when I realized I was sitting the same way my dad was, of course, I just like switched everything up. It was like, because I did not really want to look like my dad. The point, though, is that just naturally, without even trying, I was looking like my dad. I was acting like my dad. There were things inside of me that were coming out that had been coming out of my dad. It just kinda happens. I mean, Parker and Will, God bless them, are just naturally gonna find themselves kinda being like me, for better or for worse. Your children are gonna find themselves being like you, for better or for worse. The question today is, will the church find themselves being like Jesus? I know the church can act like Jesus. We've done that for a long time. But why do people not want to come to church anymore? Because they figured out it was just an act. It was intentional. We just want to look like them. But what the world's hungry for... People that will be like Jesus, who will very naturally, because they have been with him, begin to be like him. What does it mean for us? It means that in our culture, the culture that is very hostile to the gospel, even in the Bible Belt, because you're in the Bible Belt, right? Here's my take on the Bible Belt. It's around the devil's waist. That's where we live. So I don't take a lot of pride in the fact that we live in the Bible Belt. We don't have any influence here. We don't have any influence here because we're not like Jesus. We only try to look like him, but we're, we haven't become like him. But when we do, if we look like Jesus, that's when we have the greatest impact on our culture. How do we do that? I hate sometimes using the word practically because y'all figured out by now that when I say practically, what it really means is you have to work at it. (laughs) Have you figured that out yet? Practically speaking, the way you grow a garden is you dig a hole, you plant a seed, you water it, you weed it, you go back and water it some more. Typically when it's really hot, you wait, you weed it, you water it, weed it some more. Water it. Then water it again. And there you have it. Plants you can eat from. Woohoo Because practically speaking, it requires something on our part, doesn't it? Magically speaking, it's just a button that you push. The easy button, right? Wouldn't that be great if we could preach and finish every sermon with, so how do we do this? Well, magically speaking, we just go, now, Lord. Thank you. It's awesome. I look like Jesus now. But it doesn't work that way. Practically, it requires something on our part. So here's what you can do practically to look more like Jesus, to be more like Jesus. It actually happens by spending time with Jesus. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. Now, they were able to be with Jesus by just kind of walking around, right? Village to village, hanging out, talking, asking them questions, getting rebuked. You know, fun stuff like Jesus calling Peter Satan, (laughs) you know, cool stuff like that. How do we spend time with Jesus today? We do it this way. We read the Bible. We spend time with Jesus in prayer. We spend time hanging out with other people who are also hanging out with Jesus. And what impact does that have on our culture When we do those things, it gives us the courage to stand. It gives us the courage to speak the truth. Whether our culture is for Jesus or against Jesus, it it even gives us courage to speak the truth if our elected president is for Jesus or against Jesus. Now listen, I'm all about voting on Tuesday. As a matter of fact, right now I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't do the early voting thing, but whatever. I'm all about voting. I, I believe with all my heart that every Christian should be first to the line to vote on Tuesday. That we should be the last ones to whine and run our mouths when we're the last ones to go vote, if we even vote at all. I believe that Christians should go vote. I think we should be the first ones, why? Because that way we can vote in our guy? No. Because we have a responsibility. This is the country that we live in. We have a voice, we should let our voice be heard. But at the end of the day, who am I gonna vote for on Tuesday? I know you'd like to know that. Will I vote for Romney? Will I vote for Obama? I can tell you this. I'm voting on Tuesday. I'm voting for me to look like Jesus. That's what I'm voting for. I'm going to vote for whoever I believe as a candidate will look most like Jesus. Because if we vote in somebody and they're hostile to Jesus, guess what happens on Wednesday? Anybody know? I wake up and I get out of bed. And guess what I do then? I just want to look like Jesus. My world's not going to fall apart. I don't have a website to take down now because my guy didn't get voted in. My guy's already in. Nothing that happens Tuesday can shake the office that Jesus holds. There's a lot of peace in that. And the wrong way to respond to that is, well, since that's the case, I just won't go vote. That's cool, you don't have to vote. Let me come to your house and help you pack your bags and move you to a different country. Because this is America. And here we get to vote. So let's lead the way in being good citizens, right? But at the end of the day, man, just pray. Ask Jesus. Help me, God. When I vote, even if it doesn't go the way I want, help me, Lord. I just want to look like you. And if I vote and my guy wins and we have a big old block party, woohoo! And we either have donkeys or elephants come to it. At the end of the day, I just want them to not, I don't want people to look at me and say, boy, you look like a Republican. You look like a Democrat. I just want them to say, you look like Jesus. I believe this. If we made sure that the church today spent enough time with Jesus that we naturally began to look like him on the inside, the results of any election would lose their importance the church for us church is the goal the goal is to look like jesus every single day not coincidentally i don't want that i don't want that for michael you know what is michael but like on the second day of every month for like two minutes you look like jesus i don't want that i don't want it to be coincidence I don't want us to become a church filled with people that always make sure we carry the Bible with us so that we look like Jesus intentionally but never actually read it. I don't want us to be a church that we get in the car and our spouses look at us and go, "I hate to hear you sing at church." Not because you don't sing well, because I never hear you praise God at home. I want us to be a church that it's all about here on the inside. I mean, I know this is a broken, recurring theme, right? But at some point, we're going to get it. We'll, we, we'll just like, oh, oh, I get it now. It's about being with Jesus in here. And that just takes over everything that we do. When you walk out these doors today, and you go sit down at a restaurant, or <laughs> sometimes it's easy to serve Jesus at a restaurant. <laughs> what if you go home with your family and have dinner? You sit home at, at home around the table with your, your family. Man, the goal is that there would be like Jesus It would just flow out of you that's what I'm pray for you I want to pray for you today that you wherever you go you carry that you ask yourself this question do I look like him coincidentally do I look like him intentionally am I just trying to look like him but not really being like him or am I because I'm spending time with Jesus on a regular basis am I really starting to be like Jesus. Practically speaking, and then I'm going to pray for you, it'll never happen in your life if this book or this book on your phone stays there. If you have the YouVersion app but never open it, it'll never happen. Cuz you won't be spending time with Jesus and nobody will ever look at you and say, "She's been with Jesus." Spend time with Jesus and watch it change the culture around you. Let me pray for you.